0: Greetings and salutations, cool cats and cuties. Welcome to the anime podcast of some sort. I'm DJM. I'm also David. My co host is Jack. Jack, I'm going to let you introduce yourself, but what I want you to do is tell everyone all of your other names because you have, uh, we both have a couple of names, but you have like eight. So what's up, Jack?
1: Uh, Hey, everybody. It's me. It's Jack, William, Cypher, Esquire, the third. All that stuff. Rock behind the wheel. Dr. John Goodstein, I presume, if you like hyphens. And uh, said Jack D. Tyler D. And um, the count. And you can count on me. I don't even know all my names. Jesus. How do I expect people to keep track of them all? It's almost like I, I have lost track of them myself, which is why there's so many. What is up, David?
0: What is news. up? there's
1: there's actually a good amount
0: of news there there's actually a good amount and there was something that came out not that long ago jack that i feel like i have to talk about because this is so 90s oh yeah so very 90s it has to be addressed
1: (laughs) you know what i i thought the same damn thing actually upon reading the headline but please continue
0: (laughs) all right now if you're regular listeners of the anime podcast of some sort, y'all out there will know that yours truly, David Majors, is a big, big fan of Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, and you've probably heard that there is going to be a movie uh, that will be live action slash CGI coming out for Sonic in the not too distant future and a few things have been announced by it uh including saying that sega and sonic team have almost no involvement with the movie at all again (laughs) sega and sonic team have no involvement with the movie at all one more time sega and sonic team have no involvement with the movie at all
1: that means it's not canon so we can expect no, that means we can expect that the budget that will be allotted to the film's production will not be immediately sent to Sonic Team, wherein they will forget what the money is for and buy massive lines of coke. Sorry, they, that was a they, they might
0: invest in in more Sonic Toasters. That's what they might do. So the <laughs> yeah, probably what for is the best. Deal with that? They, they, the
1: Sonic Toasters.
0: They uh, they made a toaster. And it toasts your bread and it makes an icon of Sonic.
1: Way past cool.
0: But we're burying the Lee Jackson. The Sonic the Hedgehog movie has announced that antagonist Dr. Ivo Robotnik, aka Dr. Eggman, will be played by the incomparable comedic actor and character acting star Jim Carrey.
1: Yeah! Oh.
0: Now, as a Sonic fan, oh my
1: God. I, I'm
0: I'm always yes. trepidatious when it comes to anything involving Sonic that isn't, you know, video games.
1: Yeah. But I mean, th- this that'd be this fair.
0: To be fair, I took pause with this. I took pause because Jim Carrey is a foundational mark of my childhood. Uh, because he was a part of what is, in my opinion, the greatest sketch comedy show of all time in living color. Sir? The greatest sketch comedy show of all time in living color, Jack. Uh,
1: I Yes. I And of no, course. I believe. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. I, I believe Jim Carrey is a fantastic actor um, and an excellent stand-up artist. I would also add Uh, and very good at characters. I think a lot of people kind of forget that um, when he does kind of take on these animated projects that he's fantastic. So I think he'll do an excellent job. I don't know if he's going to be in live action or in CG, but it'd be really awesome to see him in live action because he's such an expressive actor. Uh,
0: Personally, I I have loved Jim Carrey for nearly my entire life, just as a comedic actor, as a dramatic actor, and just as, yeah, a, honestly. as a celebrity personality. He is truly phenomenal. He's truly one of a kind, and he's a big influence on me personally. And of course, coupling this with Sonic the Hedgehog, the video game framework of everything that I am,
1: that's basically your DNA right there, David. If I slice open your veins, I'm gonna get I'm, I'm gonna get rings, not not blood. Y-
0: you might. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. A, I, I need I need <laughs> to see a doctor. I'm getting older. I need, I need to see you, a doctor about
1: that. <laughs> you're gonna go in for your next checkup, and uh, you'll get a mild you'll get a mild bump, and uh, you'll suddenly hear ding. <laughs> da, 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 ding.
0: <laughs> and I'll flash for a few seconds. Yes. Jack, I have to admit, I, I'm very mixed on this. And the Sonic fandom, uh, specifically us OG Sonic fans, we're also mixed because the, the younger generation doesn't really know Jim Carrey's talents because he hasn't done a lot of work in recent years. But those of us that are OGs were kind of like, you know, Jim Carrey is pretty great. But it's a Sonic movie. This could end up being like Avatar or Dragon Ball Evolution. But Jim Carrey's pretty great. We're we're very we're very confused.
1: Well, you know, I really liked this little thing called uh, what was it called? Uh, I want to say it was called Sonic OVA, the yes, Sonic the Hedgehog yes, yes. animated film. Yes. 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 I- as someone who's really just kind of being involved with the the maiminess of Sonic and trying to play the games and not being very good at it, continuing to practice, continuing to hone my skills guys uh I really like that film it's it's very cute there are some silly things about it, but it was an early time for uh animation in terms of franchises like that so when you get quality you know you you tend to get some some hiccups along the line, especially during that point in, uh, history but i am excited i'm excited for sonic that'll be fun and i will like it despite whatever level of involvement that the sonic team will have because even though they i, I don't know i don't know <laughs> i can't i can't say much about the sonic team
0: they sonic team at least in america sonic team are a fascinating bunch uh, that they fully embrace the Sonic memory. Fully embrace it. They and they also, to a certain degree, while well, keeping it mostly clean, uh, embrace all of the quirks and weirdness that have come out of the Sonic fandom. And it's it's really something to watch. But seeing, uh, I believe it was at South by Southwest a few months ago, how Aaron Weber, who is the head of Sonic Social Media, uh, really give a full on no comment on the Sonic movie. Oof! <laughs> I-, I felt a chill. I felt a chill.
1: <laughs> what about it?
0: <laughs> he he actually said no comment. Just. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that so that sorry. says all I need to say. I'm I'm hoping Jim Carrey can make this work. <laughs> if Jim Carrey can make this work, then it will be further testament I mean, to his legendary talent.
1: I absolutely think he could. Uh, he saved worse. Uh, I think that the Disney motion cap, uh, not Grinch stole Christmas. Uh, Christmas Carol. I couldn't I spaced on it for a second.
0: Yes, yes, yes. I would
1: say I'd say that is a pretty dreary watch if you're not really in the mood for something that is one hundred percent one tone of the Charles Dickens uh novella. But you know, like Jim Carrey has some really great moments in it and manages to kind of uh, lift lift it up a little bit with a little bit of, I don't know, what's that thing? Uh comedy? So, you know. And hats off to Jim Carrey, as, as usual. So, And you're right, he is a good uh, dramatic actor as well. I recently rewatched Cable Guy, and that is... If you can bring even a fraction of that, uh, Jim Carrey, to your performance, Dr. Rolotnik. I think you have something. Uh, <laughs> entirely on the other spectrum of what makes up the DNA of APOS, David, I've been playing a game. Oh, Jackson, tell, tell me what game. Uh, so I'm just going to ex- describe it a little bit before I tell you exactly which game. It's a game that's got some pretty deep controls, easy to begin with, easy to pick up, and a little bit dif- difficult to hang of maneuver wise. So it's almost like a fighting game, I'd say. Uh, it's got this story mode that's got this tone that's somewhere in between the second part of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and everyone's favorite, Marvel's Infinity War. But it's, uh, it's Mario Tennis Aces for the Switch, David. Yeah. I'm not sure how we yes, got yes. here. But I'm loving it. So, so folks, uh, for those of you who might be listening for a while now, you must know that I'm kind of a weird co ownership situation with a Nintendo Switch right now and let me say it's really coming back in dividends because i loved me Mario tennis back in the nintendo 64 days back when it was really just down to could you maneuver the most unyielding piece of plastic known as a joystick on god's green earth can you do that well you're going to wimbledon this basically brought back that kind of ease of use and uh at- added about 20 to 30 more little gimmicks and things like that. But they really just come down to gaining meter, using techniques to preserve your shot and the trajectory and all that kind of thing. And yes, you can spend this meter to do supers, things like that. And it really does come down to almost fighting game level mechanics, David, because in many matches, you'll have a limited amount of rackets allotted per character, per person who's playing the game. And if you actually uh, execute one of these super moves and the person doesn't retaliate with a particular block or a volley or whatever, then they will break their racket. And if they break all of their rackets that they're allotted during this match, then they, they, they lose. And you get what's called a KO victory. It's really great. So obviously everybody's online strategy is to break everyone else's racket. And the meta right now is... Oh, oh boy, David. So, uh, for a quick rundown of the roster, it's your usual kind of Mario Kart, Mario Sports situations. You know, the regular title characters are there. Bowser, Wario, Waluigi. And then we've got some newcomers this time, David. We've got, of course, Rosalina. She's kind of been around since the Wii days. And we've got things like... Boom Boom? uh, the, The... the guy that you meet in the Fortresses in Mario 3, I don't know why they're continuing to try and give him, like, he's deepest lore, he's he's really not that, I, I don't know. We have that, we have Boo, we have uh, Spike, another random character from 30 years ago, and we have Chain Chomp, which everybody has been blowing up on the internet about, David. I don't know if you've seen this, but it really is worth the price of admission. So Chain Chomp. Shane Shaw. Yes, you you heard that right. How he serves and plays tennis is simple, David. He ba- balances the tennis ball on his head and he serves and returns with the racket in his mouth. We're letting right. dogs on the field in Nintendo World here. It's it's there's there's a big strides in interspecies uh <laughs> situations in Mario. But of course, the the trash tier, I'm going to go ahead and say it right now, folks, the trash tier is, of course, Bowser Bowser Jr., Baby Bowser, whoever you call him, because that boy has reach. I'm telling you, if we're letting dogs on the field, that's one thing, David, but we're letting this guy come come onto the field with a helipad that has two separate extendable mechanical arms. You don't see Eggman doing that when he comes to play the Olympic Games, do you? True. Maybe his maybe his car is souped up in Sonic Racing. I did not play those games, but I don't know. But I'm pretty sure he's like playing fair and square. But the game looks great. Everybody's got cute little tennis outfits. It's really, really fun. And of course, if you get into it, you get the hype, all that kind of stuff. It really does play like a fighting game. I'd highly recommend it for anybody who's got a Switch and anybody who's considering getting a Switch. This is a really good fun game to play with a group of friends who may or may not be sober.
0: <laughs> so, Jack, my <laughs> yes. question is with your comparisons to fighting games, do you yes. think this will go about as well as ARMS did with the fighting game community
1: or no? <laughs> <laughs> did ARMS go over in the fighting game community? Because I didn't no, hear anything about ARMS. <laughs> like, that's didn't. what I thought. But you know
0: what game does go over well with the fighting game community? We do. Windjammers. Jammers. Yes. That is a game that I've mentioned here on this podcast before uh, that is pretty popular in the fighting game world, especially here in Michigan. That everything you've said to me so far, and every time I see Mario Tennis, it reminds me of Wind Jammers. So.
1: It's like Wind Jammer, Lethal League. Like it's very in that kind of vein, I'd say so
0: i imagine that when people have to bring their crts to play smash melee because that's what they do i imagine when they're done with smash melee i could probably see them playing mario tennis
1: i could see it oh please what (laughs) why are you making me so sad david
0: (laughs) because that's what they do jack
1: it's not any particular melee do. player's fault but it makes me sad <laughs> because now you've lumped in a game I like with a game that I have severely lost all patience for <laughs> well, it's not the what game. did it's I do David play it. it's it's the people that play it don't hate the game hate the player oh well it's it's a fun 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 game David and I I'd say it is very close to wind jammers and the League those kinds of games that incorporate a kind of sport like mechanic into their game somehow although this one is of course more based on tennis it's it seriously it seriously does play like a fighting game the memes are true everyone so i'd go out and play some tennis you'll be ready for wimbledon in no time
0: up oh, too late it's already going
1: i know <laughs> <laughs> i wanted to get their ohs up <laughs> Um,
0: So, Jack, there is an actual news story that I wanted to talk about because uh, this this made me think about us living in the year 2018, the year of our based god. And there was a a streaming service called Go90 that was powered by Verizon. And it's shutting down. And uh, they actually did have some anime. Uh, one uh, was Anohana, a pretty popular one, and one that I personally enjoyed called God Eater. We we actually talked about that show on its in season a while back, but the I've thing about that once
1: before I believe,
0: yeah, and the thing is, I talked about this, and it really made me think because it made me think about the fact that lots of other. Outlets are trying streaming media, not just anime. And specifically, I'll I'll turn this back to anime a little bit. Because in the last couple of years, uh, lots of different media outlets are kind of dipping their toes into the medium of Japanese animation. But for the most part, there hasn't been a lot of success uh Netflix is there here here and there kind of uh with a few here and there but really for the most part the ones that have held up are the ones that were there to begin with Crunchyroll Funimation and you can kind of say Amazon sort of corrected <clears throat> itself sort of after the anime strike fiasco but you I don't hear, so. you don't hear a lot of people talking about shows that are on amazon anymore uh, the same way you did with anime strike w- when they had that and <laughs> usually that was because people were pissed off that something was on anime strike and they couldn't watch it so jack and and everyone out there i, I hope to throw this one around the horn so at me as they say or 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 usually don't say uh at me at just call me DJM if you're listening to this. What do you think, and Jack, I'll ask you too. What do you think it takes these days if I'm big time billion dollar corporate media company and I say, "Hey, this whole anime thing, I might want to start looking into it and see if we can get a piece of this pie. What do you think that big media company should do?"
1: Oh my God. Honestly, I think you'd have to be named Netflix, Amazon Prime, etc., cetera, et cetera, Frontier Roll Funimation, because I, I think it's a little bit too little too late. If you, a lot of the big name animes that have been, you know, bought up by these, uh, you know, streaming providers or have been their property because they're dubbed by Funimation, et cetera. You know, the what is what else is there left? You got to kind of uh, cut your losses. There's not a whole lot else to really snap up unless you want to try and go the route as uh, uh, Netflix has and start producing series. And we've seen how that goes. There's maybe been about two, three per year that we mentioned. They're not like churning. They're not Pixar here. They're not churning out a hit after hit after hit, obviously you know as much as we hear about massive successes on these stream sites we also hear especially for Netflix's case about something we all like to forget in a few months time so i'm honestly not sure how to answer that i just say either uh if someone wanted to get into this industry with anime streaming they'd either have to you know really bite the bullet and go in uh to try and make something independent or you'd be left picking up the scraps (laughs) that is i don't know what else to say honestly but what would you think
0: i've been thinking about this since i saw this story and the main thing that i thought was that you have to find ways to reach out to the fandom you have to show fans that you are actually interested in the fandom and the fan culture Nobody does that. Correct. Nobody does that better than Crunchyroll. Nobody.
1: Very true. For, they even for have a good or for Ill. invention for it.
0: They they really just dive headfirst into the culture of this fandom. That would be the first thing. The second thing is not necessarily getting shows exclusively, because I don't think that works. Because the show, the service that I forgot to mention, High Dive. Uh, they're plucking along. They don't have a ton of exclusive material, but they have a pretty big library of the classics and, and I older I also forgot shows.
1: to mention Verve. Verve is also another good one to mention under that because they have a combination of select bits of a li- library f- – all kinds of streaming sites and companies like Rooster Teeth, Crunchyroll, anime you know, up the wazoo on that and then also some original web animation as stated with uh Rooster Teeth and I think they also get Frederator which has some stuff that's interesting. So, you know, I I did neglect that and I think you're right on that note because I think Verve is like what? Just like a couple of bucks per month for the service. And I know they're being I know they're lucrative because it seems like like every other and an I talk to, they're exclusively purchasing Verve, not Crunchyroll, not, uh, you know, other kinds of uh, memberships aside from maybe Netflix, uh, you know, not Hulu. They usually mention Verve first, which is interesting. So maybe really? you know, maybe that, maybe you just that's the
0: secret. You just you just gave me another thought because with all of those others, they're all usually like ten or eleven dollars. The price, and Verve,
1: the Price is Right.
0: You mentioned that it's it's cheaper. Now, I'm someone that believes, and I've said this forever and ever, if you believe a service is worth it, you should pay for it. I, I firmly believe that. And like I'll talk about a little bit later, if sometimes you, you can't pay for things, hey, that's tough. Don't pirate. Please support the official release.
1: Please support the official release. <laughs>
0: If you've got to, if you're going to run a big time streaming service and have anime, having a plan for anime exclusively at a lower price is not a terrible idea. Which is why I thought on paper, Amazon and Anime Strike was not a terrible idea. But the problem they had was that they put it behind Amazon Prime. If, if Amazon would have just said, Hey, Anime kids, we've got anime now, and if you want it, you can pay five ninety nine a month for it. There you go. And you don't have to get Amazon Prime for it. it it's just right there for you if you need it. And Amazon sh- and anime strike would probably still be around.
1: I would also, now that I think about it, now that I've kind of worn my brain up to this idea, I would also say maybe to those, uh, you know, independent services or others, like crossover is an interesting idea as well. Obviously, Verve had to reach out to Rooster Teeth and Transfederator in order to stream their content, so maybe that's kind of the way in. Maybe you get this idea of, hey, we'll offer our series, our work uh, that we've produced or the the series that we've, you know, uh, licensed and uh, offered a slashed price for this chunk of the content you know maybe that's the way to go maybe less is more and you get i mean i think this is kind of the way it's gonna go don't you Dave? just in general not just for you know anime's sake but i think just uh television and streaming in general i think it's gonna start being less of cable packages and more of streaming packages and getting precisely what kind of content you want rather than what channels you want
0: and I agree with you, and I also think a lot of these companies, like, you've probably noticed this for a while, that we talked about this on APOS in the past, how Funimation and Crunchyroll were working together on the anime they were licensing uh, for getting subs and simul dubs out for a while, and also Crunchyroll and Verve had put a package deal together. I I believe that is going to be a big part of the future as well, where a lot of these companies are going to be putting package deals together for people that want to watch certain things. But then, if you put a little bit extra down, we'll make a deal so you can watch this other stuff too. And... I feel like that's the future, just as much as uh, maybe not full-on cable packages, but more like mini packages, where uh, you have Crunchyroll, but then if you want to try Verve for a couple of months, you have that too.
1: And, you know, if something down the line, you know, if they don't pick up stuff like Alhana and Ohana or God Eater or other things that Go90 specifically had, I always tell people, you know, the only kind of fandom thing I do, aside from maybe drawing and cosplaying is, you know... Buying the release because if you don't have the one thing that you want on Netflix or whatever I always think well if you really really want it again support the official release I always look for the like the DVD sets we get for anime I think we are just spoiled now compared to how it used to be and I remember the VHS days (laughs) I was I was there so it's nicer than it used to be you didn't have to pay like forty dollars for four episodes oh
0: god
1: i i hated that and now you can find those exact same dvds used good condition ebay six bucks guarantee it any old anime you're thinking of right now that you had to buy that for go take a look now i guarantee it'll work at me jack d tyler d on twitter if you find a particular anime in which that is not the case, that you can no longer find the DVD for dirt cheap. I dare you. I double dare you. Flag. That being said, flag.
0: I've been looking for it for almost a year and a half.
1: Well, the idea is if we find it and it's cheaper, finding it not at all will make me very sad. But let's see. This is live. This is what I'm doing right now. Let's see. We're, we're, we're doing this live. We'll do it live. 485 Volume One DVD flag. It's a black DVD case. It's got uh, the the font is very stretched out. It's almost like Wally. Uh, and it's got this. Um, you know, it's it's uh, FL and then it's a space and then AG and they form a square. And you've got this. Is This a soldier on the front. Yep. That's it. Yep. Yeah, on eBay, 485. Okay. Five bucks.
0: At least it's Five finally bucks. there now. Long overdue. Four
1: episodes on it. I tell you, it works for everybody. It works for everybody.
0: Long overdue. That's a show I I would wish everyone would watch Flag. If you get nothing else from this episode of Apos, everybody, that that is one of those David animes, everybody. It's called Flag. And it is another one of those shows where I'm like, it's a mech show, but it's not really about the mechs. It's
1: looking like it's more about this. Soldier gal? I'm inferring Uh, it's a woman.
0: Uh she is uh a lady, but she's a war photographer. She's a photographer.
1: Oh, you know oh man. I was just thinking about that's a that's a thought from my own self, but wow. I'm intrigued, actually. War photography is interesting. So flag everybody. Play Mario Tennis Aces, and then when you're done, and everybody started winding down from the crazy time you had, you can watch yourself some flag. ponder
0: you you might cry i'm just letting you know you'll know what
1: it's like to be david majors you
0: you might cry (laughs) ponder just saying but it but it's a Um, wonderful anime that everyone should watch
1: i don't doubt it this is interesting and and it's it's five bucks on ebay get it before david gets it
0: and i will but in the meantime in between time there's streaming anime that we can watch jack and a new summer 2018 anime season is on the way
1: i'm opening now, up my page for the new season right now and I gave jack, ahead
0: while yeah. you're doing that and giving the summer 2018 season uh, a quick run through uh i will say that i saw actually about three shows that I kind of looked at and was like, "Hey, okay, this this might not be too bad," because everyone knows that even though this is an anime podcast, I skipped the entire spring season, and I, I feel like I'm just kind of on the outs when Don't it comes to anime right now. But jumping back into the summer,
1: that. we'll just we'll just brush that out of the rug. We're still <sighs> a posse, I promise.
0: It, th- there's an emphasis on the of some sort for a reason, folks.
1: A hey, posse.
0: It's it's the anime podcast of some sort sometimes kind of
1: it's like partly cloudy <laughs> yeah.
0: but but i found a couple of shows that really looked interesting uh, the first one is a show called banana fish <laughs> oh what what was that
1: that <laughs> what was that jackson that was me reacting to the title before I saw what the illustration was and then doubling down on my laughter because it's entirely not what you expect from the title, banana fish. I,
0: I got I got another one for you in that case, Jack. Pumpkin scissors.
1: Yep. Oh yeah, I remember this one. No, I remember this one. That one's less funny. Just because I knew. <laughs> but banana fish. And uh what else, David?
0: Uh, uh, just a quick one about Banana Fish. Uh, it is a a based on a manga, uh, following a young man named Ash who is a gang leader, and he's going to be traversing a a crime filled world with his his companion whose name I forget, and I just remember that this companion is another guy. So there you uh-huh. go. If, if you're you into go. that kind of thing which we know ah. a lot of fans
1: are. Let's bring on the men. It's enough of the ladies' exercise.
0: <laughs> uh, show number two is one that is a little tougher to pronounce, but it is called Engol Moi Genko Kasinki.
1: Whoa, holy And shit.
0: essentially, yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I noticed something else. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm seeing that one here, too, though.
0: Okay, uh, this one is probably a bit more my speed. Uh, this, uh, for those of you out there that saw the game Ghost of Tsushima at E3, you might be interested in this game as well, th- this anime as well, because it's kind of the same world and the same premise, and we are seeing samurai and mongols and war and fighting. So I'm looking forward to that one too.
1: Well, that's good this is all uh, honestly this is not as upsetting as i thought it was going to be <laughs> looking at all of the uh the cover pages for all of the uh upcoming ongoing and new coming anime
0: now number uh, 3 jack th- this is yes. my my third um did did you ever see the movie Osmosis Jones
1: i did see Osmosis Jones and as i remember it was equal parts disgusting and lit as the kids okay. say,
0: now someone in Japan decided that Osmosis Jones needed an anime, and it needed to be more anime. Enter the show coming this season entitled World of Cells. I saw World this. World of and, Cells. Yes, and so what like,
1: it is going like to be—human cells. Yes. Huh.
0: And essentially, what this anime is going to be is that it is going to tell the story of what happens. Inside of your body. And we're going to see like a giant anime world where it looks like cells inside of your body.
1: So anime Osmosis Jones. Exactly that. In a nutshell. Exactly what it says on the tin. Okay. Uh,
0: Now, Zach. Yes. Every once in a while, you know that I try to enjoy or, or at least take in an anime that is... A few steps outside of my comfort zone. I, I, I try to I, I, be
1: brave. I think you should be very proud about that.
0: So, as I was scrolling through chart a couple of days ago for, for the summer 2018 schedule, I saw an anime that I knew was well outside of my comfort zone <laughs> by, by, uh, by quite a bit. <clears throat> the show was called oh. Harukana Receive. I see the now, I see Jack, the portrait here. Yes. I'm going to let you click that one and then I'd like you to read the synopsis. Oh my god, I just lost it. Hold on. Sorry, one sec. No problem. Well, yes. for for everyone out there, like I said, every once in a while I try and find an anime that may not necessarily be tuned to my aesthetics or, or outside of my comfort zone just because uh, you got to do that once in a while. You, you've got to branch out a little bit. Try something that might not necessarily be your favorite flavor of ice cream. And Harukana Receive, yes, the beach volleyball anime, is one that I'm going to give a shot.
1: Harukana Receive. Sorry, I had it, and then it, uh, like, the set or something, and now I'm just trying to get that's to it. All right. That's all right. Har- no, well, that's...
0: It's that, actually, son. That's all right. Well, we'll just jump into it. Th- this this anime, w- when I saw the trailer for it, it was definitely uh, it was a story of a young girl on Here a quest to become the best at beach volleyball, and it was all sort of high schooly and slicey lifey and sports anime revolving around beach volleyball.
1: Story takes place in Okinawa where Haruka forms a beach volleyball pair with Kanata. Kanata, who can't handle the pressure put on her by her short height, has given up beach volleyball already, but is convinced by Haruka to step back on the sand once again and aim for the junior tournament. You might have heard of this before from such anime such as Keijo, Love Hina, and probably something that we can't mention because we don't watch that kind of thing. God, (laughs) it looks miserable. Which I noticed it, when you were discru- when you were building it up.
0: It, it, it looks, looks miserable like, by
1: being so damn happy.
0: Oh, God, I love that. I love that. <laughs> it looks miserable because of how overly happy and cutesy it is.
1: Right next to it is something I think I had seen a clip of. Because uh, I'm looking through this as well. And I was making my little uh, weird comments while I was also trying to to keep track of that particular this particular steaming file of anime but there was something next to it here it is a high score girl and it looks like actually it doesn't look quite like what you might expect it almost reminds me a little bit of the art style of uh, Watamote Which, as we all know, was kind of a smash hit. The year is 1991, and ninth grader, and 6th grader, not ninth grader, Yaguchi Haruo only has video games to live for. He's not popular in school, and he's neither handsome, oh boy, I might change my mind real quick here. Only thing he has going for him is he's good at video games. So this is Pixels the anime. One day at the local arcade, he plays Uno Akira, a fellow classmate who's popular, smart, pretty, never mind, I can't beat her in any game the odd game of strange bonded friendship they look young so it looks like it's almost gonna just kind of be like a friendship thing but you know they look young can't always be the blanket here i changed my mind on that but there is something that's exciting me and it's not exclusively uh the k movie because i did watch the series that's simply known as the letter K. I don't know if I've ever spoken about it on APOS a- before, but uh, that's getting a movie, which I'm excited about. The I did just take a quick look here for uh, The Cells of the Body, Osmosis Jones, the anime. And there is a release of the manga available c- called Cell Work! That's very interesting. And we also have here from the anime studio that I'm most interested in at the current time because I'm still behind on Osomatsu Season 2. I know! I've had things to do. It looks like Studio Piero Plus is also going to be working on something that also resembles Osomatsu-san. So maybe another Showa-era cartoon. It's called Shinya Hensai Bakabon. And there's no further Shinya information. Shinya,
0: Hensai, for that. Back up on
1: Yes. They're also, we're also going to get, of course, our usuals One Piece, Case Closed, Na, uh, Naruto's Son. I have to keep making sure that I don't directly say any character's name. Uh, My Hero, and My Hero Academia is also getting its first movie, I believe. Looks like the case, yes. So, you know, there's some stuff. I'm going to look at that Sells at Work manga. That looks interesting still. And I won't be checking out High Score Girl, if it turns out to be exactly what I think it is. I think, once again, for yours truly, I'll probably just be catching up on old things like I usually do. So this is Jack's official resignation to skipping the particular... Uh, uh, this particular season oh wait no i can't i can't skip the season because uh jojo part five i'm not sure when that'll be that's probably going to be fall actually now that i think about it so yeah i'm skipping this season i'd say david but it happens i'd like you i'd like you to keep us updated on those particular shows especially beach volleyball
0: oh yeah i'm definitely going to really keep tabs on harukana receive yes i am
1: you know we we've uh we've we've been pretty positive we've had ourselves a nice positive stint on apos i think it's time i think it's time
0: it's been a while since we've really raged on on the anime podcast of some sort have right it's been a while
1: i think it's been quite some time And in that vein, I have something that I've got to spill some tea on because I'm going to say, but I'm going to be a nice guy about it. David, before I get into this, I want to let you know and everybody who is listening that if you do happen to watch this show, I realize and I'm saying right here at the beginning, this is not my cup of tea. I don't like these kinds of stories. I'm very burnt out on these kinds of stories. So I'm not going to talk about the content for the most part. I'm just going to talk about the art style and why it's not working for this particular thing. So, you're, you know, whatever. Enjoy what you enjoy. I shouldn't always have this, but, you know, I'm going to be a nice guy about it this time. Because for some reason, this show kind of got popular and didn't fall into mediocrity like I felt like it should have. But, you know, politics aside, I'm going to mention a little thing about OKKO OK that I've noticed, David, because. I okay, was, chaos. I was scared. Right. I was. I was sent some some clips. Uh, for those of you who don't know, this is Cartoon Network's latest hit show, I suppose, uh, and it is show by a previous Steven Universe storyboard artist, Ian Jones Quarterly. And can I say the word blurred? I don't know if I'm allowed. It feels uh, weird I, I
0: will let you say it. I will let you. All say All right. It
1: in he's the case blurred. of
0: in the case of the creator of OKKO oh yeah he's he's one of he's my people blurred. he's one of he's my He's a
1: flirt, and i want to say props to him i don't think that his policy on making cartoons is a good one i think he's a cool guy he's definitely chill about fandom in general which i think is really really kind of him considering that he worked on Steven Universe so he's seen some things He's he's seen some shit and, and had to speak about it. Dude is cool in my book. But he's also the guy that said, if you can recognize the character, it doesn't matter how they're drawn, they're on model. That's base that's that's kind of that's kind of weird. And I'll tell you why that doesn't make any sense, David. It is because um that's kind of the entire basis of animation is to create this thing. I, I know it's crazy. This is a kind of a radical thing, but you kind of create the illusion of movement by having shapes seem like they're properly moving in space and not just rapidly changing size because you're not good enough to keep no these low detail shapes in motion. Okko, okay, created by Ian Jones Quarterly, is kind of kind of a little bit under my skin, I guess is the way to put it. Uh, Don't hold back, Jack.
0: Jack, don't hold back.
1: This is our space.
0: APOS is our space, so go on ahead.
1: There's a reason why it's it's really getting under my skin and I'm bringing it up on APOS is because it thinks it's good enough to be anime. (laughs) I want us all to just take a quick step back and think about this. Okay, Kea, the response for what looks like a Steven Universe uh, like Ruby mixed with a, a very crude drawing of Street Fighter's Ryu thinks it's anime. Because I was shown a few clips starring the character Enid, who I have to say I kind of have no beef with because she somehow has a m- little bit more detail than most of the other characters. They sent her to what is basically My Hero Academia's hero school run by heroes that basically have have the exact same kinds of hero stereotypes as the characters that we see in My Hero, such as the overly loud, kind of charisma, crowd-riling uh, hero, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And in terms of character design, if you can consider it that because of how simplistic it is, you get... These white military uniforms with gold accents that look a awful lot like Kill-A-Kill. And then, when the characters introduce themselves, big red block text comes on screen. David, the show thinks it's Kill-A-Kill and My Hero Academia. And Street Fighter, apparently.
0: (laughs) Hey, guys, you know all these things that you like?
1: Oh my god. And I guess I am going to go a little bit into this in in a general sense, because everybody knows a few we- months ago we had this big blow-up about Thundercats, and I think that it's also a way to illustrate why this very, very simplest, almost kind of universal art style that all of Cartoon Network shows seem to have these days, with the exception of Flash animated Teen Titans Go, because... Uh, That's got its own problems. Thank you very much.
0: But it's got Uh, Warner Brothers money, so, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah. And we'll see how the movie goes. I'm not going to see that in theaters. I'm not. But we'll see how that goes. Because they seem to have at least understood that they are a nuisance at this point. Uh, Every other show on Cartoon Network, even The Amazing World of Gumball to an extent, has kind of the same style how they draw the characters and design the crowds and everything kind of throughout. And I just want to speak out and say I think that's detrimental. I think it's detrimental to these action shows with heavy continuity and big overarching plot lines you're trying to do with these very specific anime references and particular shots that you also try and spoof anime with that have more detail than your actual character. And the fact that everything looks the same and the fact that it's not suited to the actual story you're trying to tell or to the world of Thundercats, thank you. I don't even have that much of an attachment to Thundercats. I just think that the art style that they've chosen for the new series is wrong, much like how it is for this action-packed hero comedy series that you're trying to hawk on Cartoon Network. And when everything looks the same, kids are just only going to really get influenced by that art style. And I don't know. I think that that just kind of makes the future generations not really savvy to looking outside of that and looking at uh, international animation or independent stuff or, God forbid, aping a style from nothing and trying to learn how to draw on your own. Because no one here knows what that's like. I I, I do know what that's like.
0: But Jack, w- w- why make up something on my own when I can just draw something that looks like anime?
1: You see it in Steven Universe. You see it in OKKO. OK you see it probably wherever you're going to see Cartoon Network slimy little fingers these days. And I think it's meant to be said. Oh, and you'll see it on Family Guy, obviously. I'm saying it here. Visual references that are just shot for shot a recreation of something are not interesting. You need to bring your own flavor to things in order to make it work. You can obviously get inspired by stuff. And I'd like to say that I think this was not done intentionally for the most part i'd like to believe that the people who worked on OKKO OK are doing it just because they're just trying to have fun with this and they like their little hero show and they like my hero and you know i think it was all in the up and up i think that they were just doing it because they were having a good time and far be it for me to you're, say you're that,
0: not gonna say yeah. that you you think that they're really kind of lazy and beyond derivative and kind of devoid and bereft of real original thought because if you're not i will jack i'll say it and you can at me at just call me please call me djm Woo! almost said the old one you can at me on that one yeah i'm gonna say it's lazy i'm gonna say it's derivative i'll say it
1: i'll say it too i think you need to start working on actually learning how to animate because it is an animator's job to be consistent and make sure that your characters look like 3d objects moving in space and i get it it's hard to do that if you're not working with a 3d model and you're just drawing but the fact of the matter and i'll even say shows are getting simpler and simpler and they don't look good your art's ugly that's what i'll say you draw
0: and i'll even make and i'll even make the point to say i understand that animation costs a lot of money I understand that drawing frames and flipping papers and shooting and all of those things, it costs a lot of money and a lot of time. I understand that uh, three seconds of animation takes 14 months and takes $17 million to draw. I understand that. I understand it. But if you're going to draw something, why are you trying to be so derivative? And... This show, OKKO, OK KO, while generally I feel like it's kind of harmless, it is... It
1: is, for the most part.
0: It is wildly unoriginal. And I will even admit it that is. when they, when they did a callback to 90s Cartoon Network icon Captain Planet and the Planeteers, I popped for it. I did. But here was the problem. Captain Planet still coming from the early 90s looked better it, animated by those guys than the rest of the cast of the show.
1: I think you're also problem. correct in that. That is a problem. For the most part the characters have absolutely no detail and it's gross and it's ugly. I think for some reason, I don't know what it is, it's probably just my own weird brain finding one particular thing right about it even though everything else is wrong. Kind of like I do with some of the character artwork for Atlas games, you heard me. I don't know what it is. they look like dolls sometimes. uh Enid somehow works, and I don't know if it's because they just made her slightly more proportionate than the other characters, but David, this is where it gets really nuts. I don't know how much show you've seen, but the sh- the fists when characters just have fists, which is fairly common when they're usually taking a power stance because the show is boring and just has fist fights. um they're just balls. They just draw the wrist, two lines, and an oval. But sometimes they have detailed hands. Honestly, I feel like they would have just gone better if they had just tried to make maybe some kind of mitten things. Like, things have done that in cartoons. Like, characters have had mitten kind of hands. Or, you know, no hands, i.e. the Powerpuff Girls. If that's really that bad, you can add detail elsewhere and take away the hands. But don't have detailed hands and also ovals and also a gross color palette that's way too bright and borrowing from all the anime, it looks ugly. It looks really ugly.
0: And but that's no story of your own.
1: It really is. Like From the couple of clips I've seen, here, here's what I think the story is. We work at this place part-time, but we want to be superheroes. So we're gonna try and train and be superheroes. Here's the strong one. Here's the smart that one. That is that Here's is a the kid. Sh-
0: that is a shonen anime crossed with a '90s sitcom. It is something that I would come up with on a really bad day.
1: You know what's funny is that I've heard people describe Steven Universe the exact same way. So Cartoon Network, your material's getting you old.
0: It might be time for Cartoon Network. With regular show and Adventure Time coming to an end, it might be time for Cartoon Network to undergo another paradigm shift. It All might that being be time. said,
1: Gumball—I I didn't realize until a while ago, but recently, a recent episode of Gumball had a joke that was so multi multilayered, so funny— Also, at the same time, somewhat inappropriate on that kind of you'll get it when you're older situation. How is that show so good? How is Gumball the one saving grace of the entire network specifically made for cartoons and all of your cartoons look the same and you had to go and drag Powerpuff Girls down with you and you tried to drag down Captain Planet and you're trying to drag down Thundercats. When's going to end? Cartoon Network. When's it going to end? Why are you making Gumball carry you? Why? I
0: think it's because Gumball isn't really an American show.
1: That's true. It's an international affair, and it's damn good. I, for, <laughs> I'll have to tell you the joke later. It's excellent. If you're unfamiliar, uh, please go and watch the Gumball episode, The Brain, because it is just. It's frustration incarnate. It is such an ex- excellent excellent tribute just, to the kind just of things that we go through as people. Just watch the amazing
0: Gumball in general, everybody. It really is the cartoon amazing world of gumball is saving grace.
1: That's like that's the that's the Osomatsu-san of like western, I'd say. You know, they were about relatively the same time frame of really. well, no, it's been around for years. Like 2012, I think. It's been wow, it's been such a long time. But this is Interesting because uh, Gumball recently lost uh, the influence of its showrunner. I believe uh,
0: Ben Bouquet,
1: I think, Uh, he stepped down. Yeah, he stepped down a few years ago and they've only they've started releasing the episodes uh, in the last couple of months that he had no input on. But they're still great. And I think that's just how it goes, people. Just watch Gumball.
0: Yeah, if you if you that's another thing. Uh, that's three things so far: flag, Gumball, and Mario Tennis. Mario Tennis. Th-
1: you got that's... your action planned, right. Like this is what we're, we're we're making plans for you guys now. We're we're helping you
0: this out. What you that's get. that's what we're trying to do here at the Anime Podcast of some sort. You're story. welcome. We we try and stay positive, and we try and give you some things to check out, especially if you have Netflix, which I yes. don't right now. Oh. I don't, uh, because, and this is, this is kind of tough because an anime that I really enjoyed earlier this year, Sword Guy, is coming out with a second season very soon. And I've wow. been preaching the greatness of Netflix's anime acquisitions through all of 2018. However, comma, Jack, <laughs> it, it's time to fire up the Wayback Machine. And spend a little time with old man DJM.
1: I remember when I was twenty, and I wore an onion on the belt, which was
0: which was the style style at the time. time. (laughs) It was two thousand and four. Oh, I actually got that right. I was twenty in two (laughs) thousand four. So it's time to talk about a little thing called financial responsibility. It's it's kind of out of style these days. It kind of is. Unfortunately, uh, I have had to make some sacrifices, and I've had to make some cuts. Uh, Recently, in rearranging my finances with the help of my sister, who's an accountant, uh, I I had to make the tough choices. So, Netflix, gone. Crunchyroll Premium, gone. Hulu, well, I never used Hulu for much anyway. But essentially, all streaming services of any kind that I've used have been canceled. However, my sister allowed me to keep Spotify Premium. She she allowed me to keep that because, in her words, "was well, you got to have something. And (laughs) when we were going through my finances... I, I was like, okay, Netflix, that can go, which I'm really regretting now because season two of Glow came out, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. That just came out and I'm like, I can't watch Glow. That hurts. Oh. Oh. Because Ellen Wong is on it and Sunita it's, it's, it's Mani's it's on Murphy's it. It's
1: Murphy's Law. It's and, Murphy's uh, Law, David. The minute that you wash your car, it'll rain. True. Don't you remember and, Day of the Tentacle? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Very true.
1: That's an old man Jack reference.
0: It is. That, <laughs> that was a pretty. <laughs> <laughs> He's back in, in pog form.
1: form. <laughs> oh, my God. But sword <sighs> guy. and Oh, that's a shame, David. Yeah. But at, the, at the end of the day, you are doing the most sweetest thing of all, even if it's not the most rewarding. And that's being financially responsible. So At least for
0: for a little while. (laughs) For a little while. And no, everyone, I will not be watching these shows through other means. I will not. Please support the official release. Please support the official release. But sometimes, Jack, you have to do that. Uh, As my old buddy on It's In Season, Richard Waters, used to say, sometimes you gotta rip off the Band-Aid. And, well as all of us millennials and younger generations know paying rent is hard it's very hard paying rent is hard but y- you, you, gotta gotta have that money. Bitch, you got
1: have to do it bitch better have my money
0: and and you've you've got to make sacrifices sometimes sometimes you, you have, to have to have two protein shakes a day to to count as your meals and sometimes you've got to... Ask your anime club to to borrow a few more anime just to occupy the time. Sometimes sometimes, you've got to ask your best friend from high school to borrow his WWE Network account every now and then. Because sometimes sacrifices have to be made.
1: And sometimes that's what you got to do. And I'm proud of you, David. And I'm proud of anybody who has to go through that right now, including myself. Because I've also had to cut back on some things. But dang it, David, we're saving some money. We have to. We're saving some money we for a to. rainy day.
0: When, when society collapses eventually, pretty soon actually, Honestly, we're going to have to do something.
1: The sunlight in California right now is red and orange in the afternoon because we have a smoky haze that's permeating like a bowl over the horizon. Several hundred feet. And it's scary.
0: It actually has not rained there in like four months, has it?
1: No. No, it is not. It's misted sometimes because when you live in a place where the four seasons are the four natural elements, you get by.
0: That's not normal, man. Even in California, it's not normal.
1: The upsetting thing is like my career. Native friends who want to come here and make stuff with me are all like, oh, I'm going to move to California. And I'm like, look, I know we have Pixar, but first of all, that's not really a good thing at the moment to be proud of. And secondly, the weather here sucks. Like, everyone's always talking about going on vacation to California. Oh, go to L.A.? Shut up. I'm telling you right now. So that's five things you need to remember from this podcast. Mario Tennis. (laughs) <laughs> and uh to to Gun watch Gumball and uh to watch
0: <laughs> some other stuff. He, if, some made money. It, if if you've made it this far, you're you're you've already heard it.
1: Y- you've, you've gone to bed after a full weekend of work <laughs> and, and play and anime. You've solved See, your own problems.
0: Th- th- this is why I
1: try and keep the podcast short, everybody, because we forget <laughs> stuff. Well, I'm <laughs> I'm also doing the i'm also doing like the spanish inquisition thing like our chief element surprise surprise and fear fear and surprise and ruthless efficiency, three things four things also a fanatical devotion to our pope and five uh amongst our weapons
0: (laughs) i did (laughs) not expect that
1: you ruined it the (laughs) bit i I
0: didn't expect that i really didn't
1: nobody suspects it you know what else no one suspects no one suspects that after a segment of us talking about saving our money that i I'm about to talk to you about making a $140, $150, $200 investment. But hey, folks, it's time for Jack to tell you a little bit of something. If you're an anime fan, why I think you should take a look at getting a Vita. They're fairly easy to acquire used. As mentioned, you can get them in a couple of games, some equipment for around $140 and 200 because it's... It is basically dying at this point, even though more games are being released regularly uh, from Japanese developers Nippon Ichi Software, NIS America, of course, um, other companies. Goodness, kind of losing myself here. Let me just take a look at this list I've got, because we've got ourselves some exclusive titles and interesting things that you might want to keep track of if you are at all interested in these crazy Japanese cartoons. We've got the original game series in its first English release of Danganronpa, which I know I've mentioned a couple times on APOS and other places, is basically the gameplay of Ace Attorney mixed with your average visual novel. And if you're interested in visual novels at all, there are plenty to choose from, both with romantic and non-romantic options, including some of my favorites like Steins Gate being one. Root Letter was also really interesting, and I'd advise people who are interested in uh, character studies at all and the more interpersonal kinds of stories that you get from anime. To take a look at Root Letter, of course. Some independent games got uh, released on the Vita in some way or another. Skullgirls, of course. And there were many fighting games, actually, on the Vita. And I would say, for people who don't know how the Vita is, uh, it is much more comfortable than a PSP, and you have multiple options for a directional pad, or for a twin stick, or even single analog stick control scheme which actually works really well for all the fighting games that were released unfortunately we didn't get persona but for lots of games such as the aforementioned Skullgirls, the entire blaze blue series and the persona series if you're into uh the rpg aspect the entire disgaea series was also ported and there was additional content added just for the portable release i could go on and on david Plus HD Jack, graphics, plus a comfortable comfortable grip. It's all excellent. Yes.
0: Th- there is something that I, I have ruminated about for a very long time in regards to the PlayStation Vita. Because on paper, it seems like it should have been something that was su- more successful than it was. So I'm going to pose to you, Jackson, one simple question. Why Didn't the PlayStation Vito work?
1: Because, plain and simple, for the most part, the only things that were getting released for this, aside from the uh, the occasional AAA or successful release like Gravity Rush, you were getting exactly what I just mentioned. Weeb games and independent titles for cheap. And this was just another way to play that stuff d you do get cross by with the p s four I believe and maybe even the p s three I'm not sure I'd look into that uh so there is a way to connect it to your playstation uh account in other ways if you've got other devices david uh but i, I think it really just came down to they didn't get stuff like battlegrounds or like you know big big releases because as much as I love it stuff like undernight and blaze blue. And Steinsgate doesn't get the big numbers here like we think it does. Like, even though anime is a huge thing right now and a lot of people are into it, not a lot of people are into anime gaming. And although I didn't mention it, uh, you know, there were some titles for the Vita, such as the Silent Hill spinoff that I won't mention fully by name. And Senren Kagura continued to get releases, and of course, my absolute favorite, David, which is also from the development the the development team of Senran Kagura, Valkyrie Drive.
0: Oh yeah, Valkyrie Drive.
1: <sighs> That's a thing yeah. that got released.
0: I remember you bringing that up on APOS before.
1: We're not gonna talk about it any further now. We're gonna move no, we're on, not. and I'm gonna I'm gonna stop. But there question are number two for you, meeting. Jack. Oh. Question number two. Oh.
0: Do you see Sony possibly in the future learning from this and maybe releasing another handheld console and potentially doing better the next time around?
1: Uh, I think it's only a matter of time. There had been rumors of an improved kind of Vita, almost like an Xbox One S sort of situation kind of being rumored around for Sony's development team, I think they're going to have to because right now, the only major circulation that any uh, portable system or thing that can potentially be portable is the mobile gaming network and the Nintendo Switch 3DS situation, which both of those have some heavy uh, apps and games by Nintendo itself, so you know, Nintendo's kind of Mm. they've got some competition and I'd say if those rumors were t- true and there were improvements being made on the PS Vita, I think it's hard to say if they would even learn from their mistakes because as we've mentioned on a previous APOS a few episodes back, uh, warm up those memories, people Uh, they dropped the PS Vita from the uh, PlayStation plus Plus offerings while not lowering the price and with that kind of logic you'd either think maybe they're going to release a new portable or you'd think maybe it's dead (laughs) but that all being said it is fairly cheap to invest in one and get some of the games and the games since it's not a current console technically uh the games range from about 20 to 40 dollars usually around 25 30 so you can get a couple of good games. Like I said, it's a pretty solid investment if you're looking for something new to do on the go. And it's got a fairly long battery time. A Vita can be the thing that you need to save your summer trips.
0: Final question,
1: Despite check. its Bradfalls. Yes.
0: Right now, if there were some quote-unquote triple-A games out there, that you think would be well-translated to the PlayStation Vita. Give me two or three. What would you say, what major games do you say you could see being played on the Vita? Uh,
1: Honestly, I think a cross-tag battle, uh, also being a fighting game, would work really well. Uh, It's also excellent for rhythm games uh, and games like uh, dual stick, or twin stick shooters like Robotron, like I'd particularly like nuclear throne axiom verge, those kinds of things, uh, which I think some of those were also actually just released uh, as digital downloads on the Vita. So, you know, any, any decent indie game, you know, pretty much handles it all, I'd say, but mostly I, the fighting game aspect, it can't be beat because you can see everything. It's got a fairly big screen. I think it's like five inch, five inch screen. So you get, you know, the the delicious frames, the delicious FPS that everybody wants. How do you um, feel about
0: platformers on the Vita?
1: Platformers. I played a few. There was one that was interesting. It was from uh, the PSP era, actually, because you are able to play digital versions of PSP games on the Vita. It was called Jikandia, which I know means time because Jikan is time in Japanese. That's like the little bit of Japanese I know. And it's a dungeon crawler that it's uh, in 2D. So for the most part, you're moving across a 2D landscape and uh, just trying to make your way through caves. I'd almost compare it to a Kirby game. They're almost kind of nonlinear in that kind of situation. And that was a fun little romp. And the gimmick has the word time in Japanese in it, you basically made a time limit for yourself in how long you wanted to spend in the game's dungeons. So, basically, you control how long the game is. So, you know, those games, they played pretty well. There's a huge, huge, huge uh, spread available. Like like I mentioned, there's the PSP library, a lot of PS2, and even PSX, or PS1. Uh, games are available. Lots of stuff. Lots of Lots and lots of stuff. And of course, they're still kind of making some regular uh, visual novel and independent releases. In fact, uh, just a couple months ago is when the physical release for Skullgirls was, and I don't regret that, even though all this time later I am saying that it's not a muttered console anymore. <laughs> but please, join the Council of Twelve. Make us the Council of Thirteen. Or more. If you have any other questions, you can always just ask me on at JackDTylerD, or or of course, behind the wheel on Instagram. Come on folks. I'm happy to answer anything about the Vita because I do believe that it is a good portable system.
0: just to wrap up, Jack now that we've we've pretty much covered everything, and like I said, we try and keep this podcast relatively short because I'm old and I forget things. <laughs> Uh, you had a couple of trailers that you you watched, then you wanted to talk about. So let, let let's get those out there, so we can have a little bit of a conversation to go out on.
1: All right. Uh, so this is kind of bouncing off of the OKKO rant in saying that there are some international projects and independent projects that are really picking up some steam on the YouTube community, which you heard that right. YouTube, some things are still free. I actually remember a time, David, this is old man, Jack, kinda when Funimation used to release the entirety of series, such as full metal alchemist dubbed and subbed on their YouTube channel. This was before you had to pay much like you do on say iTunes or Amazon for $2 per episode. Like you do have to do on YouTube these days. If you're supporting the official release. But uh, YouTube. Animators. I always kind of follow this scene. I've talked about some of the reanimation projects. And other fan stuff recently. But there were two that really really caught my eye recently. Uh, One that really kind of felt a lot like something David would send to me if I hadn't seen anything about it because it was one of those things that uncannily looked like some of the things I draw in my particular art style. That was Has Been Hotel. So, David, I don't know if you've heard anything about this trailer. I
0: have not. Has Been Hotel. Tell me about it.
1: So, uh, it's very, very stylized animation and I'd say... Quite possibly for the tone it's trying to set, which is an adult tone, uh, given the plot that I'll get into in a moment, it's very aesthetically pleasing, which is not a thing you tend to say about adult cartoons these days, or really ever. I don't think anyone's ever said that anything was pretty to look at. But that being said, Has Been Hotel follows the somewhat Reese With- Witherspoon-esque, kind of legally blonde uh, daughter of what I assume is a demon in hell, possibly the devil, explaining that she believes in the goodness of people, even those who have been condemned to hell, and become horrible creatures. And you see shots of these creatures during the trailer moving in really nice fluid animation, which is all done by uh, uh, the main artist, and I think she's got some Uh, she's got a small group of people who are working on it the Daughter of Hell is describing that she's going to make a hotel that will rehabilitate sinners into becoming better people Uh, it's really bizarre looking it's very pink, very fluffy very unusual looking and like I said it definitely reminded me David is something you might look at and go this looks a little bit like something Jack might make so I'd say I'm very excited about it for sure This being a Patreon artist and uh, animator that I followed for a while, this is some good stuff. And it is due 2019. So I'm looking forward to that. And I believe it's, for the most part, American-made, but I could be wrong. I haven't done a ton of research, just enough to know that it's someone that I look up to. Uh, Shoot, I don't actually have the name on this doc here. But I get that for you Uh,
0: the creator of this is vivian m
1: ah you were looking at the page i see yeah Uh, or viv uh who also has you know a number of things like a comic that's available to read uh on various sites for free just take a look at their contact info vivian it's really good looking stuff I have And to this say.
0: is giving it another look. This is this definitely is something I would have sent to you for sure. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh I found it on my own because uh there is already kind of a community art for it uh on Twitter. So it was really exciting to see something like this and to realize that it was an artist that I had seen before and enjoyed the work of. It's exciting. But uh something that you can go ahead and sink your teeth into right now if you wanted to folks is the little series in progress that is uh, available to watch for free in both, in in all kinds of formats I'll get into uh, f- at Eating Stars Productions that's eating stars like if you ate stars for food uh, the series is called Imara, Emirates Hero according to the clip that has the theme song that's e-m-a-r-a and imara is an arabic project i believe because on their uh i believe i have seen this
0: i believe i
1: have uh and it is dubbed in english and they also have two different versions of arabic available with english subs or all kinds of subs i think they even have like chinese and something like that uh so what have you seen of this david
0: uh, I, I know that I have seen this actual character, Amara, and I remember that this was an animated series uh, that was made by uh, someone from the United Arab Emirates, uh, Dubai. Yes. And it's, it's rare to see something like that cross over to the Western world. And I also remember seeing that people wanted this to be picked up beyond its, uh, from what I originally saw. And I'm just double checking now that it was supposed to be a five episode mini series. Yes. So th- there are people that hope that this gets picked up. And I remember liking the character and the design. So very... I, I'm, I will check this trailer out tonight and I hope that it does episodes. well.
1: There are three to four episodes as of this recording available for viewing as well on the same web, uh, the same YouTube channel that you can watch the trailers and the opening uh, theme song of, which I have to say might be one of the cutest and also most kick ass songs I've heard for a cartoon. And it's independently made. And like I said, it's excellent. Uh, I have watched both versions of the first episode in terms of language choices well there are three but out of the two main that you can choose and uh the voices are a little strange in english but they're definitely everything here is made with heart david i'd say to anyone who wants to have a little bit of your faith restored from the the bitterness you must feel if you sympathize at all with what i had to say during our little attack on okko maybe they stole from attack on titan too i didn't look into it but i take a look get any mara be definitely made with love made with lots of effort lots of love so that's seven things i think we've ran out of things to tell them to do david
0: we've run out of seven and i've forgotten about eight of them
1: so i want to thank
0: everyone (laughs) for listening (laughs) and memory is one
1: (laughs) who the devil are you
0: i'm homer simpson (laughs)
1: thank you everybody
0: (laughs) no i'm gonna let you do it i'm gonna let you finish it out. all right
1: thank you so much everybody for listening if you want to support us at all we love reading reviews for the podcast you can also go ahead and check out more podcasts that david is doing at delta mike.com It's an excellent website. He worked really hard on it and it looks fantastic. You can also follow him at Please Call Me DJM. You can find him at Delta Juliet Mike on most other social media websites, if that is correct. And you can follow me at Jack D. Tyler D on Twitter or Rock Behind the Wheel on Instagram. Don't make me say it.
0: (laughs) Say what? I'm not making you say anything.
1: Say what? Get up, stand up, stand up, back here now. Can we, can we just sing bo bo and forget about it? Hip pop step jumping. The Everybody oh, say, oh. pop step jump. Okay.
0: <laughs> this is a pause. Good night, everybody.
1: Good night, everybody.